I was like, I'm done growing up. I'm not gonna learn anything new. too fast i couldn't interrupt you <laughs> i'm bobby that's right and uh what were we just talking about before we started what what was that we were talking about whales and, oh uh, and we were you stuff. were talking about our our how our senses are like built towards uh hunting hunting, hunting gathering yeah. and how there's different like you know types of intelligence and broadly that reminded me of a of a thing i saw about this woman doing a talk on visual processing and how humans see shit and she was yeah. saying your peripheral your peripheral vision isn't necessarily worse than your center of your vision. It's just a different type of vision. It sees different sorts of things better. Like, like, uh, like the example she gave is um, colors that are of different you know hues, different like types of colors off the color wheel, but of the same um, luminosity. Mm -hmm. So it's like a different color. But it's like the same, like, if you looked at it in a black and white photograph, it would look exactly the same, even though it's like orange right here and like red right here. And she was talking about how like all the different effects that can have on you because it looks sort of blurry to your peripheral vision, but it'll look like clear to your fine vision. And she was showing the Mona Lisa. And yeah. she was like, check it out. Um, look just at her eyes and look and think to yourself, how much is she smi smiling? And now look directly at her mouth. And think to yourself, how much do her lips like look like they're smiling now? And then she showed this like color graph of here's like what your your peripheral vision picks up, and it's like a bigger smile than what your center vision picks yeah. up because well, of the way he like color graded just the the shape of her lips. It was like it was on that level of of like I'm gonna make this so your your different parts of your your eyes see a different painting. Yeah. When you look at this, that's really cool. Uh, well, I mean, you know, the reason why that happens is because um, if you take your arm. And you extend it all the way out, and you lift up your thumb. Your thumbnail is about the total amount that you actually see. Everything else is filled in, kind of, um, by like, like the brain kind of gives you, like it has a rough guess of what's there. But if you look at something, you're really only focusing on something, a point that small, which is weird. And an example is, um, so if you take an image of, like, uh, uh, black squares, all the same size, equally arranged in, an, in, a, in, a, in a grid pattern, and there's white lines in between them, any intersection of white lines that you look at will be clear white intersection. All the other ones in your peripheral will have a gray circle in them i've seen that it's like in optical and, illusion and, and, it's, it's, and it's part of it's, it's part of what you're talking about too because your brain sees all that black and it's filling in what it thinks should necessarily be in that area but you're still you're still kind of seeing the real image there as well you know what i mean it's it's really cool um if you take a black and white photo and you put lines over it like you know uh in say diagonal going both ways and then you color just those lines at specific points so like say at the top of the line because it's on the wall it's it's like blue and then and then part of it's brown for a person's hair and part of it's green for their shirt and you do that with all the lines 
on a black and white photo, if you look at that photo, you will see it in color. Huh. You will see the whole thing in color because your brain looks at those lines and it fills in what it thinks should really be there. That's based on color and stuff like that. It's really cool. Super interesting. I read an article about it the other day. Like it's funny you bring it up because <laughs> I, I just read an article about it. That's fucking badass. One one thing she brings up in the talk is um you know the after image effect that you get when you mm -hmm. look at something and then yeah. look at like a white. She she was doing some examples where like here look at this uh these three shapes like a triangle, circle, square, red, yellow, green, and then you look at the after image and then she shows you those same three shapes with outlines, and she shows you the after image if there's an outline and you just like you know, take out the color but leave the outline, the after image is so much stronger because your brain is seeing the outlines and then yeah. deciding to, like, strengthen the after image that, like, resides within them, even though you're looking at just a plain white hmm. shape. With, and then she does, uh, she flips it off and then flips it back on again, and this time the outlines of the shapes have changed slightly. Yeah. And you see the after image sort of bleed out and fill in That's the cool. new shapes. Yeah. And she shows one with, like, a gap in the shape, and you can see it, like, just sort of spilling out, like, and fading out like it's like water draining out of a fucking yeah, because, like, like, pond that you've like severed on the, in the sand. <laughs> yeah, but see that's awesome. Like I mean the human eye is have you ever have you ever looked at one really close? A human eyeball? I've looked at yeah. my own in the mirror. Yeah, I I've, I've done that. I've also I took a, a camera and it had um, digital camera back when those were a thing, not fucking cell phones <laughs> that have cameras. I took a digital camera that I had and it had a, a macro feature on it which you can take super close detailed photos of something really close and i did it on my eye and you can see that you're like at least my iris that's the color part right i the iris retina pupil i think yeah i think okay so it is the iris the pupil is the black part the retina is the white part the iris yeah. is the color so you can see on mine at least i'm not sure if this is every every eye but it's like the color is like strands of, of, of like material that are like overlapping and you can see parts where like they, they split like if you took like a belt and you pressed uh, you held it over looped and then you pressed it together and you get that you know that oval shape in the middle like you see that in the lines and stuff like it's really cool anyone just take your phone and take like a try and get a close up photo of your eye and just and just look at it for a while I mean I I like I got lost in my eyes when I was on mushroom once. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I looked into them and it was like it was like a, like a black hole almost. I, like the edges, the edges of my eye looked like um, you know how like have you seen a photo of Niagara Falls? How the water just like drops and yeah, it, it looked like the color was just <laughs> dropping in like that into this black void. I don't know how long I stood there staring at it, but that's time. Yeah, that's that's been cool. That's another time. Dude, speaking of uh being on mushrooms i was on um acid after one of the very first fog club meetings i just took took like a little bit and then like i remember i guess i like it's about it, we jamie and i and cord went out after to this bar that had video games we played goldeneye yeah and every time i've ever played goldeneye against either jamie or jacob because they grew up with it on n64 they would always kick my ass, and I'd just like flounder around, and they'd they'd run in, kill me really quick, get up to ten kills. I wouldn't have a single. Yeah. Uh, on acid, playing it's it. Super fun. Playing I got the I got like that. I got like super up close to like my little one quarter of the screen <laughs> at this bar. Uh, like we invited some like other like guy who was at the bar to play with us, so we could do four player. Me, Cord, Jamie, and this yeah. like this random guy. Um, and he kept on being like, uh, uh is this lagging? I, I, I uh, like he was all like frustrated because he like he plays Overwatch or something and I was like he was like 
this is this leg i was like dude this is an n64 yeah. like there's a wire yeah <laughs> like he yeah, i was like okay this guy's so fucking spoiled by modern video games i'm like embarrassed to be like amongst him not able to play gold I, I like but on acid i was able it was able to click with me in a way yeah. that it's never clicked before and i was like oh fuck yeah i got my very first kill I, jamie was coming i could he, see like on his screen that he was coming through the door that i was coming through normally i don't have enough you know mental yeah, tracks going so on to even like peeking. yeah i'm screen peeking that's like, that's what they do that's how jacob gets me <laughs> it's true he'll just hide that in the corner the fucking and he like watches my screen if you look at his screen the whole golden game he doesn't move <laughs> he just waits for me to like stumble into the room that he's in and he's watching the door with his gun pointed directly at where my head's gonna be God. So Jamie's coming after me. He comes in the room. I'm like, ah, I'm backing up, and I finally it clicks to me how to use the uh, the C buttons on the N64. Like I was trying to use them like they're the other thumb thumbstick, but you can't. You have to treat them like they're on your left thumb, and you have to think of it like your neck. Yeah. And you're, and so like once that clicked for me, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I just started like tossing proximity mines like back and forth across this room while Jamie and I, my first intentional golden mine kill. Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. Next time I see Jacob. Like so, I flew to flew to Arizona. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you have you. I saw his N64. I was like, we gotta play Goldeneye. <laughs> How'd this go? How'd it go? I had also read online that if you pick Odd Job, he's shorter than yes, all the other characters. He is. Odd, yeah, Odd Job. Is, so I was like, all right. Uh, a lot of people hate Odd Job. I was always Odd Job. I was like, we we gotta play. Um, we were playing on realistic difficulty, where like one or two gunshots kill you. I made us play. You only live twice. Yeah. Um. And I, I beat him once. Really? I'm the only twice. I killed him twice before, and he only killed me once. Hell yeah. Dude, I used to do... And I was like, fuck yeah. I like I knew it. I was uh, like, dude, second that, I... I yeah, that proximity mine. That, that moment that... It, it was like the ability to learn something. Yeah, fuck you, Jacob. I feel like I lost it as a child, and I have to be on acid in order to like learn a video game for real nowadays. <laughs> yeah, we know when you lost it. <laughs> God damn you, Pokemon movie! Oh, no, that's... Not... <laughs> Maybe that was the moment I just like I was like I'm done growing up. I'm not gonna learn anything new. This movie's such trash. That's awesome though. Fuck Jake. Like all those games, like they're playing with them. It's not a lot of fun because one, yeah, they grew up with them, but two, like they have the system at their house. So like he sits there and he you know you know he's got to play it sometimes I, when his friends aren't there. I saw his single player mission. He was he had like three of them like filled up to like level eight and like on yeah. the first two difficulties already cleared. Like that's what I'm saying. So it's like, well fuck, I'm never gonna like I'm never gonna practice this ancient fucking game because I don't have it at my house. So yeah, they no. play Super Nintendo games on the Switch now. Yeah, and you know Kirby Pool, that's like one of them they play. Yeah. I I've been practicing single player on that to beat God Jamie next time. Because he he has his like micro like like you he has that yeah, the, same system. Speaking and of we the play Switch, Kirby Pool like. <laughs> I got uh, sorry to interrupt you. No, this, yeah, this go. just pissed me off. I got the new Zelda, um, uh, Link's the, Awakening, the remake, the remake one? of yeah. the of the Game Boy game, and I'm super excited. And the game I was playing before, my guy when he moved around, it was kind of glitchy. But I thought it was just the game because it was an indie game. I pop in this, and Link's doing the exact same thing, and I realized that one of my fucking Joy-Cons has drift. My left Joy-Con has a drift. Damn. So, I bought the game. Oh, god fucking damn it. No. Let me... I just remember this. Let me, let me be more specific. I didn't fucking buy the game. I spent my money on it, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to get it or not. So I had my system open. I had it all ready to go. I had my fucking hand on the controller, and I was like, I don't know, and I 
close my eyes and I rub my head and Katie fucking smacked my hand. And I was like, Katie! What the fuck? I thought you were going to say your drift made you accidentally click. No, no that that's even better. <laughs> yeah, she, she's like, now you don't have to feel guilty. And I was like, I still spent the money! Just because you made me push the button doesn't change anything. It's like a fucking 60-something dollar game. And then I haven't even played yet! <laughs> well, damn. Um, Joy-Con drift. Nintendo agreed to like fix that yeah, for free, already... but also it's faster. You already mailed it out? Well, I haven't already mailed it out. Uh, it's like... If you just like order the um the 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 kit to replace it, I guess there's more risk to that because like if you like fuck it up, it's kind of some narrow like ribbon cables you have to like yeah. pull out and then like press back in. Yeah. Um, but also it, it takes like just weeks longer in order to get the um to get the yeah the Joy-Con. Luckily, my roommate had a spare Joy-Con. He just like he was like, you want to borrow this one? So oh, I had, did I you had get a full, drift on on yours? On too? both of them, I on fixed both? I fixed oh. one of them with my thing and I mailed the other one in. Yeah. Uh, it's like was se it, seven bucks for like a uh. For replacement, uh, um, yeah, I saw on joystick. Amazon it's like fourteen for two, in all the pieces. It's <laughs> is it pretty easy? It was I found it like pretty easy, but I also feel like I could have like slipped and easily like bent or like damaged the cables that you have to like yeah uh, unplug and plug back in. It's kind of a fine little operation. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I might look into that. I can and also like... it voids your warranty. I think if you do that. Yeah. So luckily, my other one. And I've just been like super careful. Anytime I take them anywhere, I, I always put them in a plastic bag because like I guess like dust or something getting up in. Is that what it is? Uh, underneath the, uh, the little fucking flaps they have below the jo the joystick. If you look at them, like there's like a rubber like skirt that comes up. Yeah. And that like if you get shit underneath that, that's how the it'll like start detecting that as like being pressed very slightly oh, to one side you. or another. That makes sense. People online say, oh, you can just blast some compressed air in there and it'll knock it out like it didn't really work <laughs> yeah for me well I'll, I'll, I'll give that a shot uh oh grady also said that um he has two sets he said i could borrow oh nice a set if i mail it in so but, so yeah well yeah. I'll, I, so i'm on vacation until october 4th oh damn okay um are we doing the Fogman at your place? It's just sort of like, you know, personal, know. like not, I, yeah, not I don't, podcast I, related. But. Uh, I got to talk to O'Grady, see yeah. if we want to do it here or there. If, we gotta, if we're going to do it here, I got to clean up the garage because I haven't been up there really since we had the last one. But I I was going to say I, I could come over and uh, help you do that on like, you know, the day of or maybe the day before or something. Okay. Well, I mean, it's two days away, so either tomorrow or the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, the day of. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, probably come out the day of. Um, that'd be fine. Depends on what I'm doing. I know I got to get my oil changed. God, we're talking <laughs> about personal shit later. <laughs> so, um, oh shit, I did want to tell you this. Uh, so I've been reading Justice League recently, and they introduced something into DC Comics that I personally find really fucking cool. So. Have you heard in DC Comics the the idea of the multiverse? Right. It's, yes. It's all. I mean, just an infinite multiverse, right? You know, like pretty simple. And uh, they in the DC multiverse, they've described that at the end of the universe, there is what is called a source wall, and it's, it's just this wall. Bigby. Hey, hey, sit down. Chill. It's this, it's this wall in space that is like, it's like, you know, massive, like, you know, like star, like larger than stars, you know what I mean? And it's like, in it is 
all these giants like that are just frozen in place in this wall and it's like there to protect but they don't know what it is so i finally found out because the source wall gets broken i find out what it was causing and so basically they introduced the idea of the omniverse in dc and what the omniverse is is like a lake of of cosmic energy that a being will create a multiverse and throw into this lake for it to drift around for eons and it'll slowly eventually it'll drift out to the edge of this lake where the judges are and the whole multiverse will be judged at that moment whether it has chosen a path of justice or a path of doom good or bad and if it's bad that multiverse is wiped out if it's good that multiverse is collected and, and stored with the other great multiverses that have you know that have gone towards justice so what the source wall is is that the creator of this multiverse is actually a mean fucking bitch named Perpetua and she designed like designed devised a way to turn this multiverse towards doom but also to weaponize it so that when it hits the judges it will fucking kill them and the source wall was holding her in place so she's out now and they're heading towards judgment and they certainly are not a, a fucking universe a multiverse of, of justice you know like i mean there's tons of villains and everything still there it's i don't know it's a really That's fucking like super crazy high story like I, I found it super interesting. Right now they're they're stuck in the sixth dimension uh, because someone has created in the sixth dimension a version of this multiverse where they have chosen judgment and they're trying to swap it with the current version of the multiverse. So it's like, well, that's a lie. And they're like, so? I mean, if we, we'll still win. And they're like, yeah, but it's kind of evil. And they're like, so? We're still going to win. And they're like, only Batman has... Batman's the only one that's like, tell me more about this. Everyone else is like, no, we can't do this. Batman's like, so how does this work? You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty cool. Basically, it's leading up to a war. It's 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 a war, a doom war is what it's called, and it's a war between justice and doom. And doom is any villain, anyone on Perpetua's side, and justice is the heroes and any villain that doesn't want to fucking go to her side but um you find you find out that her army is you know are you familiar with the martian manhunter yes her army is actually a mix of human and martians like she literally went in and she just combined the two planets because when you mix like they say it's like the fire and drive of humans with the 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 power and the the um minds of of martians you actually get a race of beings that can harness all seven energies of existence, which, for example, of what those are, the Speed Force, which is which gives Barry Allen the Flash his power, is one of those seven forces. Okay. Life is another one. Life is another one of those powers. And these beings, when you fuse humans and and Martians, can control all seven. They they essentially are the weapons that will kill the judges. Because they shouldn't be that powerful. So I, I, 
telling you that I'm I'm enjoying the fuck out of out of this shit. So. Yeah, it's super cool. When you started saying the omniverse, and you were like, "It's this big click click," I was like, "This better not be like exactly like everything in the fucking." <laughs> I mean, a it... couch comics plotline. Oh like... yeah, <laughs> it's a being that's like shaped like a person yeah. but has stars in them. Yeah. No, it's yeah. I mean, I'm definitely it'll. This will definitely inspire um, couch comics for me because it is just interesting. Um, hold on. Who do you think you are? One second, listeners. Get back here, mister! She dropped that bottle. Drop it. That's not your bottle to chew on. Uh, uh, no, 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 like he takes over the Martian Manhunter's body and becomes one of these beings, but that's just from, hmm. like, because I, issue 33 of Justice League just came out this month, and I was back on issue 10, and to give you a reference to that, only one issue comes out a month, so I was over, okay. like, a year behind. I was about and to ask, like, when when was this? Uh, so right just, now, like, they're in the war. Like, they're in the war right now, which is why I was like, okay, I need to... Because I still buy the issues every month. I just haven't been reading them. I've been storing them. So once I saw that they were in the war, I was like, I need to figure out what the fuck's going on. So I just started slamming through them the past couple days. It's a cool concept, Doom War. That, yeah. yeah, that does make me want to like come up with like a more... Um, like. We, we basically know our conflict for the first 10-year segment of Catch Comics. Yeah. But the second 10-year segment, I think it should be like... A really high stakes, like big, big deal um, type of thing. I also think that um, that big high stakes should lead into the final. Like it should be the cause of the final the future. Like the yeah, the final confrontation, and there should be key points throughout. Because as I'm reading these, the Justice League, like there's like not every issue is the main story a lot of them are are these characters off on this planet doing this thing and even those little stories the more the farther i go i see these tiny little things that they threw in there that actually impacts this that you didn't find out why that like um they go to find this ancient artifact and like no one has known where it is blah 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 and they go there and it's missing and then in one of the issues I just read, I found out that Lionel Luther had been working with Vandal Savage in, in you know, like decades ago and had scoured the earth for like tons of artifacts. And it shows him finding that artifact first and then covering everything back up. And I was like, that's why it wasn't fucking there. That's dope. I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. And why Lex already had it because his father had found it. I was like, that's. All right, I assumed he just got there first, and they just didn't bother putting that in. But no, his father got there first, decades before. That's sick. Yeah, that's a. That's good the exact type of good fucking stuff writing that I'm excited that we have the opportunity to do because we're planning out like such a long timeline before we, we're not. Just... Yeah, and I honestly like Couch Comics. Like they'll, it'll be open to always do stories, but I want there to be a timeline that is a set thing. And 
did nothing before that timeline and nothing after that timeline, but as many stories as we want inside of that timeline. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, because that's so much easier to to follow. It's like, yeah, the story's never going to end because we can always do another story. But if you wanted to know the basis of the whole thing, like it's really hard to know the basis of Marvel. Like it's really hard to know the whole story of Marvel in one timeline. You know, like because of all the retcons and and all the renumbering and and just changing stuff you know what i mean like like uh magneto is uh was in the concentration camps right that's public knowledge everyone knew that uh that only happened in the 80s before that he was just some white dude that you know did a metal thing whatever you know like <laughs> oh metal magneto you know, like yeah, he's the magnet power man. <laughs> I have that magnetism as my power. Hella funny. You know, so like, it's like it's hard to it's hard to have that with those big things. I want like, it for if they had made like oh blue beetle, you you find out later he was a fucking like I'm trying to think of something as like as crazy as a Holocaust survivor, <laughs> but like there's nothing right. even on that level. Like what the yeah. fuck? How, how are you gonna like? I mean, I guess the guy that did it, he wanted funny. he wanted um, Magneto, Eric, the character, he wanted him to be traumatized by one of the great um, tragedies of our time, and he chose that. You that, know what I mean? And he's like, he's like all right, that's, that's his main driving thing, pretty much, behind him, is that. When I... Uh... When I told you that I wanted to make Ellie Wiesel one of the uh, number one like top villains of Couch Comics, I was joking. I thought that was like, who's, who's Ellie Wiesel? The guy who wrote Knight. The, I was like, <laughs> I got, I want to come up with like a really tragic backstory for a supervillain. I was like, oh, he's a, he was, he has like, that's a really tragic backstory. Well, someone like, did it. <laughs> yeah, I guess they <laughs> someone did. Beat you to I it. Was, you know who else fucking beat me? And uh, I'm sure I talked about it, this on one of the like earlier to swim episodes is Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I remember telling you specifically, all right, it's only a matter of time before Hollywood makes a Joker movie. We have to make a Jokers with a dollar sign for the S <laughs> as soon as possible before they before that week because, you know, just Joker is obvious. Yeah. You know, the role of the, the Joker being an, an iconic role, like, that's already set in place. If you're just doing a Joker movie, you know, you're not thinking outside of the box. Jokers with a dollar sign for the S. <laughs> well, I mean... It definitely where, like where you and I both play the Joker. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Dude, all we had to do is film it before October 10th or whatever when this movie comes out and release it on YouTube, you know? I'm so excited for the re- release of this movie it, because of the cultural – not only because of how good it is, the cultural, like, zeitgeist around it. I don't know if you, like, followed that much of it. Mm-mm. Lay it on me. The uh, – okay, so the – um. There's some elements going. There's multiple moving parts here. A number one is. Uh, it seems like Disney is thinks they have a shot at Best Picture with uh, Endgame, and now they're super afraid that Joker might also get Best Picture and like the first comic book movie to win Best Picture after Black Panther got nominated is like outside of whether or not you even think these movies deserve Best Picture. It's yeah, like it's that's, a, it's that's outs- a outside big of fucking deal. It's outside of the uh, you know. So Disney's kind of doing like backhanded, like uh, backroom, you know, mind dealing shit to try and make people not see Joker because they they're worried about the box like office numbers. 
Um, basically, what I'm gathering is they're trying to like make it seem like this movie is going to encourage mass shootings and get people to to boycott it. This, this article I read. That's that's crazy because I've had a coworker say something like that to me. She was like, "I don't think this movie should be coming out right now." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> There's a whole movement around that, around people saying, "Oh, this is the incel shooter movie." A number one. Um, oh my god! The Joker in the movie clearly has a black girlfriend, but all the like liberal news reporting sites, like the media, you know, media-centered ones that review comic book movies and like gen- in general, like. The ones that celebrate, um, you know, Captain Marvel and and Black Panther, yeah. like just for the sake of like uh, women and minorities, it's it, they they want their art to be the type of propaganda that expresses their own values, not to be like you know good art. Apparently, not spoiling too much, but the Joker's like doing shit like killing like Wall Street types and executives and like uh, you know rich people, and so people who I mean that's are not against spoiling are against Joker that yeah yeah it's like totally the Joker but. The fact that people are are thinking, oh, this is the movie for like angry white males to fucking do mass shootings. They're like misquoting the um. It was a totally a myth that the guy who shot up that theater when The Dark Knight Rises was, was playing claimed that he was the Joker. He wasn't dressed like the Joker, and he never said that. But that got like widely had, reported. His hair was red. It was right? like red, and the Joker has green hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But anyway, so in all these articles about the um. They're like, back when incel guy who claimed he was the Joker shot up the Dark Knight, now they're making a movie about an incel Joker who goes around killing people, like, encouraging, like, mass mass violence of, like, white male shoot. And it, the fact that people on the other side, it got an eight-minute standing vo- um, standing ovation at the Tribeca Film Festival. Yeah. Which is, like, where, like, hardcore, like, super good movies, like, get, you know, <laughs> like, art films and shit. Like, not, like... People were listing like here's the other films that did well at Tribeca like with this audience and it was like uh, like French names I couldn't even pronounce Broke Mac Mountain was one of them like yeah. you know shit that's like um, can I uh, <laughs> can I spoil a little bit because I have heard a little... go right you ahead you know that scene where he's like <laughs> and then he just stops instantly apparently that's like a nervous twitch that he has that he can't really control like that's not really him like laughing crazy it's actually like craziness you know what i mean like he he can't control it and i heard that and i was like oh my fucking god that just made me more that's cool interested to see how he built this character because joaquin phoenix is a f- amazing actor and to see how he built this character he um kevin smith i listened to all this podcast ran into him at uh, a, a, a gala for like um, animal rights or, or protecting animals i don't know Anyways, he, he was at the table with him, and, and he, he got to talk to him about it a little bit. And he said, Joaquin said, it was the most fun he's ever had on a film. That's believable to me, because that's a great fucking role. People, oh, it, yeah. casting the Joker is more important than casting Batman. Yeah, because I that's, would agree. that's, like, Batman's, like, you know, calm and reserved. The Joker is such a great, like, meat for an actor to chew on. Because it's you're you're trying to be crazy, scary, and funny—the three like best things you yeah. can like see someone be. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I will go and probably say that as a character, character, and like performance, this will probably be one of the best performances of the character Joker. At the same time, not actually being the character Joker, unless it, like, I don't know, like you see a little boy. So is that like? 
Is that Bruce Wayne? I heard. This... I heard someone was cast as Bruce Wayne's father, and so that's okay, like the so closest then, so they're, then it is the Joker, they're getting Joker. to. Yeah. Okay. So it is. Um, that makes. I don't sense. think Batman's in the movie, but that's. Yeah. That's obviously, I don't. Yeah. I, I. I know Batman's not gonna be in it. That'd be fucked just... up if Robert Pattinson Batman came in and like fucking kicked his ass at the end. You just don't see that Batman. Batman's been like spying and like maybe he. You know, if you see like a wisp of a shadow, but you can't really. You you wouldn't even. You know, not even the the shadow with the pointy ears. You just see a shadow, maybe. Yeah. Just a fist comes out. Oh, oh, god damn it! Roll credit. Yeah, he's just like in, sitting in jail with a frown. Like, <laughs> um. So, my favorite Jokers, I guess in order, Mark Hamill will always be my favorite. That I mean, he he's my childhood Joker. He's the voice of Joker that I hear in my fucking head. So Mark Hamill, and then. I, mm, I want right? to say because you're not you want to say Jared Leto, but then there's Zach oh, Galifianakis no, as Lego Batman Joker. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I still I, haven't seen that Suicide Squad, but I uh, I kind of want to check it out just for the Joker performance. I mean, they they, they cut a lot of them out. Uh, like there was a lot more of them in the movie. They cut it out. Even though I know that's not like you know the best Joker performance, but just like because of that role, you want to see it. Yeah, you want to uh, see say... like an actor stuff like that doing that shit i i want to say heath ledger is second but i actually think i'm gonna have to go with the guy from gotham because Ooh. we saw two different versions of the joker from him we, like we saw oh, oh, they ha i was about to ask do you mean the one that wasn't really the joker that well you he wasn't me? really the he joker, played he played he both did... of the characters though yeah he, he that's like because cool. he was jerome and and jeremiah they were brothers ah. and and the first one Jeremiah dies, but he left a toxin that that infects his brother and his brother. So the first one is like the crazy chaotic Joker that like cuts his own fucking face off and shit like that. The second one is the fucking crazy calm collected Joker that like does all the plans and fucking fucking blows up half the city. You know okay, I mean? well see, I now I stopped watching Gotham at some point, uh, and I so I you haven't finished it? No, I didn't. Uh, I, like Holy I ran out of the episodes fuck. that were on Hulu, and it was like, okay, next season. Dude, but... so I you you know the Killing Joke? Yes. The, okay, in that he's wearing this iconic purple fucking suit with a fucking hat, and they put that fucking costume on the the character in the show, That's and right. it's fucking oh my god, dude. There's so many things that they did in the final season of Gotham that was so pleasing to me. They they have a they have the fucking the gang from um, the uh, Dark Knight Returns. Remember the, the like, Sons of Batman. Uh, yeah, but before that, when they're the bad ones with the oh. glasses, like yeah, he shiv or or you know you know what? Those oh, guys, they do those. And they, you even hear a little bit of of the slang. You hear a little <laughs> bit of the fucking slang, and you see um like the, the like the boss dude. You see him and Catwoman kicks his ass. Well, Selena, she's not Catwoman. She's cat teenager. Um, she kicks his ass. But it's like there was so many points in that final season that i was just like oh my god thank you the, the finale was just like okay you know all right you know but i liked it it, it w wasn't spectacular but that's because no finale really is ever any they're never really that great because you're like all right yeah it's cool but the show's done now so it's like tainted with that mm. knowledge but god man you gotta get that hand back in your mouth i think i yeah i think i, I should <laughs> like uh because, see, I didn't realize the Joker, I mean, you told me about what happens with, like, you know, the second he, Joker guy, but that dies, was, like, well after but I... But he comes back. Like, like, 
so, like like I said, so I I gotta put him as my second favorite performance of this character, and then Heath Ledger, and then Zach Galifianakis before Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, because I liked the way he played it. He played it as like a jealous uh like girlfriend boyfriend type thing like he you know gets mad because like like batman's like you don't mean anything to me and he's like yeah so i liked that and and then yes jack nicholson and i'm gonna because there is a lot of that in the comics of the joker being in love with that in love with batman i'm not even gonna mention jared leto he's not even on the list (laughs) because i didn't i did not like i loved the harley quinn she was fantastic biggs Margot Robbie is. Amazing. Oh yeah, I can't wait to see Suicide Squad two. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, that's James the one. Gunn, that's like, the one you're gonna watch. Are they gonna? Is the Joker gonna be in that? Are they gonna have like? I don't think so. <laughs> does he die at the? Uh, the... Not that I. I don't know, man. I watched it once. Uh, I wasn't that. In... I liked points of it. I liked her. I liked. Uh, I think it's Captain Boomerang. Because there's a fucking scene when shit starts going down, and he's like, oh, shit. And he, like, goes off and, like, hides behind a car and, like, fucking cracks a beer and starts drinking a beer real quick. And I was like, yeah, that's my type of villain right there. Fucking, I ain't gonna mess with this fucking crazy bullshit. I wasn't a huge fan of of Will Smith as uh, Deadshot, because that character is really cool, and Will Smith just made it Will Smith. Mm. He didn't, he doesn't act, he just plays himself as a hero like i ima- i imagine will smith is like like his acting in his mind it's like when you read like a fantasy book and you're like yeah i'm this fucking hero i'm the cool guy but there's no real that's how he reads scripts yeah like there's no real character behind that because it's just the words they're not telling you how to how to look and act so he just goes with that he's like yeah i'm the hero obviously that's what you're supposed to do that being said will smith has had some outstanding performances he's I just feel like any action movie. Definitely a good actor. He's never really been in a good movie. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess, like, I don't know. Like, Men, in, Men in Black is, like, a good... A, he's not like Men in Black. I'd say Men in Black is a good movie. Yeah. And I really like number three, to be honest. I like number three more than I like number one for some weird oh, yeah? fucking reason. I mean, yeah, number one and three are both are both good. Number two is so terrible. It almost ruins my, like, Poor Johnny my good will. Don't even... Don't see number four. <laughs> oh, yeah. Men in Black. No, I... Yeah, no. I, especially I not after they burned me with that 21 Jump Street crossover that they said was going to happen. Did they? Where it was going to be uh, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill meeting up with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. They were like, yeah, we got all four of them. We're going to – it's going to – That would have been awesome. Yeah, I don't know. It Because it also would have been the fucking guys who did 20 uh, Jump Street, the yeah. fucking Lord and Miller or whoever, the, yeah. the Into the Spider-Verse fucking uh, Lego well, that, movie guys. That's those guys? Those, Yeah, those fucking guys. Damn, like, no wonder Into the Spider-Verse was so good. Yeah, imagine them doing something with the, the 90s nostalgia of fucking yeah. Men in Black and them like doing all the alien jokes and shit. Like, That's awesome. Biggs, chew your ball. Yeah, I... I lost my train of thought. Thanks, dog. I was going to mention something funny about the Joker that I read. You know how people will take the Heath Ledger Joker makeup and they just add it on to, like, other photos? So, like, someone was like, someone take uh, Joaquin Phoenix in his Joker makeup and add the Dark Knight Knight (laughs) Joker makeup over that. Like, that would be... That's awesome. Uh, What's your your order of Jokers? Fuck, it would probably... um, I'm one of those... uh... (laughs) Yikes. Yikes. 
This is this is tough. I haven't I haven't ranked them before. Maybe I'll start from the bottom. Okay. I guess I I can't even put Jared Leto on the list because I haven't yeah, seen him. Yeah. But um, I do like the what I've read about it. He was doing like you know method acting. He he's like was fucking with the other crew members in like in a really obnoxious way. I heard where it like wasn't like cool. It was just like what a fucking like fucking gross. <laughs> what a gross faggot. Like yeah. <laughs> so I'll um. I'll give him an honorary mention as I like what he did outside of having seen the role, but I don't know how his role is. Okay. Uh, fuck, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's 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 tough. Uh, I might be a Jack Nicholson boy. Really? Yeah. Like where, your favorite? Where he's my favorite. That's, um, no, that's awesome. That's cool. I mean, that movie still holds up. The 89 Batman. I'm trying to think of like my favorite like portrayals of the Joker. It might, it might be... Uh, the Mark Hamill cartoon yeah, Joker. Yeah, I mean, just—he's just, he's just <laughs> so fucking great. That's like someone, someone online was talking about this, and they were like, you know, imagine him in the Dark Knight. You want to know how I got these scars? Too bad, and then he hits you with a mallet. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. Get your ball. Like it's like he is a cartoon, a cartoony character. So like anytime he's been done in a live action version, it's um. It's like he's not able to be as cartoony as he would be yeah, on a comic book page or a. Yeah, uh, I feel. Like, yeah, yeah, because he, he's like pulling like impossible guns out of his pants and like he's yeah. pulling out like, you know, all the classic, you know, he's doing the teeth gag and the fucking. You wouldn't hit a guy. With, he's trying to be funnier than, um, than Heath Ledger, you know. Heath Ledger's comedy when he's being the Joker, a lot of it comes from like. He's in a funny situation. Like he tries to get the hospital to blow up and he has to yeah, hit it. It's like. He, He's not. That's not really like a clown, you know, being funny for an audience. He's being funny for like. Yeah. It sort of reminds me of. I saw the trailer for it too, and it's mm. just like an extend one of those extended scene trailers where it's Beverly going to an old lady's house, but it's like, uh oh, the old lady's it. But like, Beverly doesn't seem to immediately notice she's like you know talking to it, and it's because it keeps on doing spooky shit, and then ducking away and being the old lady when like when Beverly turns her back around. So it's like, who is it trying to scare right now? Me? Yeah. <laughs> what are you? Does it know that there's a camera? Like, how, that's not really scary if it's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Bev's over here and he's like looking at me like, aha. Like, what are you? <laughs> what are you, Freddy Krueger? Like, <laughs> I do like his his portrayal of of Pennywise. Pennywise, that is a spooky ass. It was like, just that the way that one trailer was said. I was like, what is? Yeah. So like when the Joker, I guess. Yeah, like, uh, he's the funniest, um, the guy who's, like, being funniest, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, he even has, uh, gimmicks, you know what I mean, like, like, like the, the, uh, gassing and everything, and, like, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, the like, strange, <laughs> like, jokerized, Burton, like, vehicles and like, stuff like that, you know, which none of the other ones have had anything, like, jokerized, like, they haven't driven right. a car with Joker's face on it or anything, you know, which, I mean, that's what he always does in, in, in the cartoon and, and sometimes in the comics, you know, depending on who's writing. But yeah, so I agree. Jack, Jack Nicholson definitely, he definitely takes it for that, for that sense. And also he's got like henchmen that all dress up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's going around like just vandalizing shit. Like, well, right. I mean like uh, all the jokers. So who are my, who do I have left? Uh, Jack, Jack on top, Mark Hamill. Um, okay. and then I would say Ledger. Okay, yeah, and that's a solid Led, list. Ledger Leto. Oh, Zach Galifianakis. I, I, I didn't even, I was just joking when I brought him up. Okay. I didn't think, 
I, that even I, really I, counted. But I liked his. I mean, if Mark Hamill counts, then that counts because Mark yeah. Hamill has not done a live performance. All right, so I'll put him. Hell, I'll put him above uh, of Heath Ledger. <laughs> I, I liked Heath Ledger's performance, but I liked Heath Ledger's performance too. But I loved what he, what Zach Galifianakis did with the character, <laughs> and I love what culturally uh, Heath Ledger has like made the Joker. Is that people, you know, gamers rise up with like a picture of the Joker. Like yeah. that's that's a whole part of my like what I'm saying about. I'm excited for the cultural zeitgeist around Joaquin Phoenix Joker this because movie. those people who are like gamers rise up. We live in a society, fucking like ledger makeup on all your on your MySpace pics and and shit like yeah Olsen twins killed Heath Ledger like whatever the fuck like <laughs> didn't he OD in their apartment or something oh I don't know I, I, I've never heard but that. also the fact that he like he went so method with it and then and everyone was like ah like I can't believe you're making the pretty boy from the gay cowboy movie be fucking you know the Joker and then he fucking like surprises everyone with how like hardcore and like awesome his performances yeah and then he becomes like the standard like what everyone like you know the the biggest halloween costume of that year or whatever like that's the reason everyone talks about the nolan batman movies like if he hadn't had his uh they would not his turn and his like posthumous oscar or whatever like yeah because batman begins is is a good Batman origin story, but it's not a movie that anyone needs, right? Yeah, and who was the bad guy, Scarecrow in that? Like, who even? Yeah, Scarecrow and, and Ra's al Ghul, which they, you know, it, it was Liam Neeson, so that is what it is. He did a good job, but Liam Neeson has a huge cock, so, you know. Um, and who even knows about Ra's al Ghul? Yeah, like, I mean, I know a lot about Ra's al Ghul. I like yeah. the character Ra's al Ghul. I, like don't, mo- I don't... Moviegoers versus comic ex- fans. Exactly, exactly. Everyone so, knows the Joker. Number one is not a film that anyone needed. Number three, again, is such an... It's not a movie anyone needed other than to end the story. Because it's such a mess of... of, of like, just... The plot. It's just... there's too. It's too thick. There's too much story in this one fucking movie... For it to be entertaining, like it's it's just like, okay, so there's the Catwoman shit, and there's the Bat Batman and trying to get back, and then there's Bane, and then there's this power thing that they built, and then like Bane's like on motorcycles driving out of the stock trade, and like and Scarecrow's judging people, and, and like Scarecrow's and, back in yeah, and yeah, exactly, and all the cops are in like it's just there's just too much, and and that portrayal of Bane is completely wrong. Like, 100%. Like, Bane is not... I don't know. I mean, Bane is a fucking... Luchador. I, yeah. He's fucking, like, Spanish or whatever. Or Mexican or, or... You know what I mean? Like, he's not Tom Hardy. You know what I mean? And the... The mask! I was wondering why you would shoot the man before you throw him out of a plane! Like, okay. That's... You know? That's alright. I just... I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the third one. I mean, there's even there's even a really weird part. Again, kind of like what you were talking about with Pennywise of who are you scaring right now? Are you trying to scare me? Getting one because there's a part where Batman and Catwoman are on a roof, and he turns to say something, and she's gone. And he goes, "Oh, so that's what that feels like." And I'm like, "Who are you doing the voice for?" There's no one around. Who's the voice for? You can knock it off. I'm sure it hurts your throat. Why are you doing that stupid yeah, that ass voice? Yeah, I would just voice? be him talking to himself. He'd be like, that's what that feels like. Yeah, and and that voice, 
is one of the worst things that anyone has done to the character of Batman <laughs> because it made it a joke. Like, where's the trigger? <gasps> like, and it's like, yeah. Batman should never, like, unless you're actively trying to make him a joke, he should never be laughed at. You can do a story where something silly happens and, ah, ha, ha, but when you're trying to do something serious and people are just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's Fear's voice. Where's the trigger? Where's the trigger? You know, like I don't know. So I agree. Without Ledger, those the Nolan movies would not stand up. I mean, that's yeah. It, even that movie, I go back and watch it, and I just skip every scene that doesn't have him in it. Yeah, I, I just watch. Yeah, it. And like like I should just make a, a reduced version of it. It's just him. <laughs> I told Jamie I was gonna do that with Twin Peaks season three. Because he like could not stand watching it. Oh yeah. And but there's, because he goes like pretty, pretty heavy on his own like creative like masturbatory liberties. There's one episode where you're kind of watching like almost 20 minutes of an atomic bomb going off and all this like crazy shit flying at the camera. Yeah. And then like you know like the weird fucking crazy like magic smoke that results from that, but you're just watching that for a long time still. Yeah. And it's and then like at when it comes back, you know, there's this one episode where. Uh, so I'm just remember all the shit that I have to like edit out to show Jamie a version that's just you know just the fucking <laughs> just you know story. Cooper and the like characters from the show that the first two seasons that he likes like farting around in Twin Peaks like oh like doing their corny like you know the log lady's back oh what's that was like yeah. what's your log saying and then I have to cut out the part where Cooper's trapped in a in a crazy dream realm where every few seconds he gets rewound back like two seconds so he'll go do something and then he'll like suddenly be back. A few seconds before then, and you just watch that. And it's the most frustrating like <laughs> experience you could ever have watching something. Because this other woman who comes out, who can't even talk, who just like squeaks, she's like, ah, 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 ah. that's the noise she makes. And her eyes are like sewn shut or something, or like just like like yeah. her face is made out of clay, and they're just like smushed shut to where you don't even see like a seam really. Yeah. And so she's stuck there with this woman. You don't know what's going on, and everything they do keeps getting undone by like two seconds, like every. So you watch it for like a minute, and like thirty seconds have passed. God. And I'm like, fuck. Jamie would not like this, but I want to. I still want to show him like the other part where like. Yeah. Once Cooper gets out of the dream realm and he's all retarded, and he goes to a casino and and people like no one will help him, but he's just like, duh, duh, and he sees like, um, a weird little you know the red room in Twin Peaks with like black and white stripes, yeah. striped yeah. zigzaggy floor. He sees like a little bit of red and a little bit of like black white zigzags above the slot machine. He just like dodders over to it like dazed, and he pulls it and it's like ding 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 like yeah. jackpot. Yeah. And so he looks around the casino and he just sees like little flotches all over the casino and he's like, uh, but he doesn't like collect any of the money because he's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And it's just like the weirdest, like. Yeah, that. I mean, I never even finished. scenario he gets. <laughs> I don't think I even finished season one of that show. I liked it, but it's it's just it's a very interesting show. Like in who's it? David. David Lynch. David Lynch. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I just I don't finish a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, like speaking of uh, something that I just I just obtained the entire series that I know for a fact I will not watch every episode. I just got. The original Lost in Space from 1965. Oh all, shit! All three seasons. And let me tell you, I turned it on. It is fucking amazing. It is fucking 
the awesome. that's the Danger Will Robinson yes, show, right? Yes, With it, the, is. Uh, it is. The dryer like hoses for arms. Dude, <laughs> it is. It is so fucking great. Like how easy the plot can be in this show. Like, I, I don't know. I fucking love it. Like, and the acting. A lot of the acting. It's like it's back when they still acted, acted. You know, like theater acting in in shows. Like my God, man, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> not now where they like they try and be real, like and not like they're like, well, how would I really feel? You know what I mean? They don't like it's like William uh, William Shatner acting. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just I don't know. It's really and the effects aren't that bad. I mean, it looks to be high budget for what it was of the time. So granted, the effects are not going to be anything special, but they don't look crappy in my in my mind. You know what I yeah. mean? They look old but not crappy. It's, I don't know, I'm enjoying In my it. opinion, it's much easier for, like, new special effects to look crappy. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, like... CGI so, shit. So, like, uh, the, the the doctor, who's the bad guy, he is waiting on the ship until everyone leaves, and then he comes out of this secret compartment underneath the, the, the console, and I was like, okay, that's really elaborate, that someone's, like, built in this secret chair, because this chair goes, me, and I'm like... That chair's not designed for anything else other than for him to sit on it and wait for it. Like, I was like, okay, they wouldn't have put that in the ship. The engineers wouldn't have put it in the ship. Whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, he comes out and he, like, he programs the robot to go off eight hours after they launch. And then he just walks off the ship. And I'm like, bro, you could have just walked onto the ship. <laughs> You'd have to wait in a little compartment for hours. Like, and then... <laughs> The next day, when they're getting ready to launch, he sees that someone turned the power on the robot off. And he's like, fuck, I gotta turn the power back on. I was like, yeah, man. You didn't think they were gonna check before they launched on a fucking intergalactic or interstellar fucking flight? Like, what the fuck, man? And so, obviously, he gets stuck on the ship. And because he's on the ship, this was actually pretty intelligent on why they veer off course. Because... There's an extra 200 pounds on the ship, and it throws the ship off course because everything, like their flight and everything, is calculated down to like the the like the ounce. You know what I mean? Like, so I was actually impressed that just there being an extra person on the ship is the whole cause of why it veered off. Yeah, that and is, I was like, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. cool. And they start hitting an asteroid field, and so he's forced to wake them up. And he just fucking lies. Like he just gets away. Like no one even suspects. And he's, like, down, like, down, like, he's, like, oh, fuck, I gotta go turn off the robot because it's about to fucking destroy shit, you know? So he goes down and, uh, like, he doesn't make it, but, you know, they, they get the robot off and, uh, you know, they jerk it a bunch and it gets off. Um, so <laughs> the boy, Will Robinson, is talking to him alone and all of a sudden he goes, oh, no, look, what's that growing on your tongue? It's, it's a virus. Oh no, we've got to turn back right away. And the boy's like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's a virus that, if you were, you know, in cryo sleep, it would have been fine. But because you're awake, it's gonna slowly make you sick. You know, he's like, we got to turn around. He's making this shit up, like. And so he like goes up and he's like, "Yeah, we got to turn around because the boy's got a virus." But they're like, "Well, we don't actually know where we are, so that's, you know, I mean, it's just I don't know. It's so simple. It's so great though. I'm I'm loving the shit out of it." Like what year were you 65. saying? Sixty five. Well, yeah. I see. The reason I'm watching it is because I love the the like the movie that was made in like ninety eight or something with uh, Matt LeBlanc. 
Joey. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that they there was a yeah. There's Joey lost in space. There's a Joey lost in space. I mean, there's other people in it, but I mean, I don't care to say their name. That was like the spinoff. That was the movie for Joey the show after he like yeah. <laughs> so so I'm watch like I'm watching the pilot episode of Lost in Space, and I see how much they paid respect to the original show in that movie that no one talks about and no one cares about. Like, no one seems to fucking give a shit about that movie. It's one of my favorite fucking movies. I grew up watching it. <laughs> and there's so many similarities that I'm just like, that's... Well, that's it makes cool. me appreciate yeah. that movie so much more because I know that they followed, at least, like, for the first, like, the whole launch and everything, like, it's all... I mean, I've only gotten to they just... They've just now launched, and, uh... This is something they did back then that they don't necessarily do now, is they left the episode on a cliffhanger. Literally, the dad is in a space suit floating away from the ship at the end, and they're like, find out what happens next time! And I was like, fuck no! <laughs> That's no one badass. Would. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no one would do that nowadays! <laughs> so, but I don't know. I Yeah, I'm loving it. I fucking... I love Lost in Space. I... Watching this, I am enjoying it. I, I love the movie, and I love the Netflix remake as well. Even though the Netflix remake has fucking no goddamn thing to do with this shit, other than the, the fucking names. Like, that's the only similarity, the names and the characters. And they're also, like, lost in space, I imagine? Or? Yeah, I mean, but technically, for the whole season, they're not really... Are there aliens on those shows? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, in, in, the, in the Netflix one... There is only one alien thing, and it's this robot that they that they find. Um, but in the TV show, yeah, there's I I would imagine there's any number of aliens because you had to fill three seasons, you know, of like um, yeah, people just like on a yeah on a ship, you know. No, I'm sure they're gonna land on planets and stuff. And uh, another season of this. <laughs> yeah, another season of find out if they'll catch father or not. <laughs> As he floats to space. Every episode ends <laughs> Every with him like, oh, we finally got him back. Why do I keep coming out here? <laughs> that was fucking awesome. All right, that's just one. Yeah, it is just one. Still breaking 
different uh we're just estimates of how long how smart dogs are some say like a dog is as smart as like a two-year-old human at max but i've also heard but, five years old uh, but I, I mean i would argue that that's probably not that accurate because i couldn't train a fucking two-year-old to sit and stay on command <laughs> and then lay in a tiny little crate like at night and not fucking whine so I don't know. It's different sorts of intelligence. Like, they say that whales are more intelligent than humans, potentially, but it's geared towards a different path, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, with all their, like, sense of smell and instincts, it's probably a completely different, like, yeah, exactly. thought process. Like, they say that whales, um, the part of the brain that creates emotion, like, whales have it, and it's a lot larger than, like, like, like kind of in structure. Yeah. Not in size, because obviously, I mean, it'd be larger in size, but, like, the structure of it is larger, so they say that whales experience a wider range of emotions than humans do, which is pretty fucking cool. But our brain is geared towards the hunting and gathering. You know what I mean? Like, and and information is part of that gathering. That's that's why we, that's why our path has led this way. So this is just the test. I was about to start getting into something interesting. I was like, I wait, are we like... <laughs> I mean, you were already into something interesting, but I was, I was. about to like trail off, but now if we start, we're not going to be on that topic. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Um, all right, let's hear this.